Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good morning, millennials. Happy Tuesday. Wow, we are just right rolling into the week, skipping over that Monday. You love to see it. Hey, Claude, how are you doing and where are you doing it from? Hello, everyone. So I am the nomadic podcaster. I just go wherever life takes me. I'm currently in Austin, Texas, recording from my hotel room, and I will be back tomorrow back home back with my full setup so today there's no video because if you saw what I looked like right now like you would die of shame like I literally look like I've been dragged through a sewage pipe and ended up in Austin Texas well there are rumors coming out of Austin and maybe you can confirm or deny that the spooky scary skeletons are on your person they're literally on my person. Not only are my spooky, scary skeletons on my person right now, they've been on my... I bring, like, one pair of pajamas with me when I go on vacation. It's what I always wear, like, getting ready, going to sleep, hanging out in the room. So they have literally, like, permanently formed on my... If, like, if I took them off, they would stand up on their own. How exciting for them. <laughs> we miss those How guys. How spooky. Quite um, spooky. So I apologize for the disruption in our... Um, programming we've been like killing it with the at-home interface today's a little different it's going to be podcast only but tomorrow I will be back I'm coming home tonight from Austin and it will be back to normal on Wednesday very exciting well also like our shit is kind of all over the place we have so much to yes. talk about today obviously after a long weekend there's so much in the fast five that we have to cover but also like on a personal note I'm sure you guys have noticed the TMT Instagram is nowhere to be found no Gone. you were not blocked I got so many messages being like me too I left a comment but I didn't think it was anything negative like I'm sorry please unblock me and so we need to clarify TMT Instagram has been taken down they came for disabled the ID. Disabled. We are working through it. It will be back up at some point, but we just have to figure out these issues. So please bear with us. And in the meantime, you can always follow us on our personal accounts at Jackie Ashray for me. Claude, what are you promoting these days? Literally, I'll take whatever I can get. Claude with no job, girl with no job, pups with no job. I really don't care. Okay. Um, you are not blocked. Just like can't stress that enough. You are not blocked. It's it was us. And then it literally happened. I woke up at like 6 a.m. for my flight to Mexico on Thursday. And we like freaked out and we got in contact with Instagram like right before a four day weekend. So it's right. just been extremely delayed. We are on top of it. And we apologize if you thought that we blocked you because we didn't. Right. Or if, you know, you panicked, like that's probably that's a really crazy thing to see, you know, and plus mm -hmm. there was no show on Friday, so we couldn't even address Explain. it. So it's like scary, but everything's OK. We're going to be back. Just please bear with us and know that you are not blocked and we love you dearly. And you can follow me at Jackie Ashray in the meantime. And that's the key takeaway, I think. Yeah. And in the future, you'll get all your updates there. I'll make sure of it. Yeah. You never let us down. No, I really do. I don't I didn't have a story up all weekend. Um, so there's no updates to be had. But anyways, other than that, how was your weekend? It was, you know, it was one of those weekends, I'm sure you guys can hear, where you lose your voice. Like, mm -hmm. that's just what happens. Um, it was so fun. I was in Mexico for, like, four days celebrating my friend's birthday, and she goes all out, and it was so fun. I'm like, uh, I, I don't need... I need to come up with a new word for how broken I am. Like, because broken doesn't even do it justice. It's 
it's otherworldly, you know? I can't explain it. Like, I have rashes. I got stung by a bee. I have all these different ailments. I think I have Zika. Like, I have everything Mexico had to offer. Like, I have it all. Talk to us about this rash. Oh, okay. So, I on uh, Friday or Saturday, I got stung by a bee. And so I felt like something in my arm. I'm like, ow, that hurts. And I didn't really like look at it until I looked down at my arm a couple minutes later. And the stinger is like literally sitting in my arm. And I was wearing this dress that was like, um, it had like the, the, the look of fishnet. And I looked down and like the bee is caught in my dress. Like he literally has been in my dress for 10 minutes. So <laughs> I pulled the stinger out. I'm in so much fucking pain. And I iced it and someone told me to put salt on it and it totally went away. I'm like, oh my God, okay, this is so crazy. Like who the fuck gets stung by a bee? Like that's like only shit that happens to like kids. Like it was no, so weird. so amateur. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then the next day, like the place where I got the bee sting is enormously inflamed. Like literally it's taken on a life of its own. It's just like a patch of like bubbles. It doesn't look good. But you know me, I had other things to do. So I just didn't really do anything about it. And then yesterday on our flight to Austin, I look at my arm and it's like huge. Like my two arms right now are completely different sizes. The one with the rash, like I should be concerned. Like I should take a Benadryl or something. There's something going on. I have a huge rash on my arm. My arm is completely inflamed. And you know what? There's really nothing I could do about it because I'm not home and I'll just figure it out later. It'll be okay. These things take time. Yeah, it's kind of just like par for the course, like when you're just wasted in Mexico. Like, that's what happens. Yeah, some people get bruises, other people get bee stings. And rashes, subsequently. And rashes, damn. Rash is just like, so not No, what's what's more embarrassing than having a rash? (laughs) Like, the word rash, the whole, like, (laughs) rashes are disgusting. Do you agree? I've never thought about them so, <laughs> so, like, pointedly, but, yeah, they're, like, they're not cute. No, and, like, when I was in high school, remember how we all had, like, emails set up through our high school that was, like, you, the first letter of your name and then your last name? So mine was, like, Ashray C or C Ashray, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Josh. Right, right. So my friend Rachel Ashenorf, they gave her rash at Ramaz.com. It was like her cross to bear. Like, it was so embarrassing. That's so wrong. So wrong. They did her dirty. Wow. Okay. I didn't think I'd be talking about rashes so early. It's actually not that early, so I think I can handle it. But we're, we're thinking of you and your rash, and please, you know, get, out, get some Seek local, some help. Yeah. Some, some, what is it called? Topical solutions. Yeah. Any, you know, one from the medical field in Austin, like, feel free to reach out to me and tell me if you know what's going on with my arm. It's like a mysterious ailment. Right. And so what are you doing in Austin? Did you go out last night? No. No. Okay. So basically, it's like so twisted. Me and Brian woke up and the place that we were in in Mexico is extremely difficult to get to from New York. It is a one-stop flight and then it's an hour drive. It's really long. So we were going to leave our hotel at 1230 and get back to New York at midnight. Midnight. So we were like, that's just not going to work. And someone who, one one of our friends was flying back to Austin privately and was like, do you guys just want to come and like figure your shit out? And we were like, yeah. At the time, it seemed like a really, really good idea just because the idea of being hung over 12 hours into like a journey back to New York. No. And then like customs with when you fly private, like you just literally do customs so easy. So we thought that that was the best course of action. And then we'd have like a nice relaxing night in Austin And then we'd fly home today. And the longer and deeper I got into this plan, the more I realized it was literally the dumbest idea ever. Because, like, what the fuck am I doing in Austin? Like, it was just so dumb. It was like a hungover decision that I'm now, like, paying for in spades. Yeah. Also, like, your other flight course would have taken you 12 hours. But in total, this will have taken you, like, 24 hours. 36. Yeah. So. Moronic. You'd be home right now. Moronic, yeah. but it does seem like you slept well in Austin because I texted you before yes. I went to sleep and you didn't respond till after I woke up and I sleep pretty good. So um, I'm glad, no. you know, Austin provided disease. Yes, this bed is gorgeous. I got a stunning 12-hour sleep that I've needed desperately. But my rash did wake me up at 3 in the morning being so itchy. 
<laughs> I'm sorry about that. That's okay. Um. Okay, well, we actually have so much to talk about. Like, so much stuff happened this weekend. And also, I watched so much culturally relevant TV. I didn't read. I didn't Did just you watch keep... The Hype House? No, I didn't because I felt really good about your recap. Yeah. And I didn't just, like, watch Victoria again because I was like that's like I don't like to I'm not trying to binge watch it it's just like one episode a night kind of thing if I want to fall asleep Mm -hmm. but what I did watch was I watched Cheer season two okay I'm like halfway through and I watched Ted Lasso what I know you would never know because I didn't post about it and I was I kept feeling like oh I should like post you know I'm watching this new show for new for me and then I just never did so now I'm letting everyone know I watched Ted Lasso I have a lot of thoughts and they're mostly positive so did you sign up for Apple TV? Like I already what? had it. <clears throat> oh, I don't. Oh, I mean, if I didn't have it, I probably wouldn't have watched it, but I heard so many good things, and it seemed like just the thing because I started it on Saturday. Saturday was a really horrible day. Um, so first of all, just want to send all of our love to the Jewish community here around the world in Colleyville, Texas. I spent the whole day watching the news of the hostage crisis. It was so upsetting. Thankfully, everyone is okay, but it was just like such a, a tortured day. Mm-hmm. Really, just so like long. hard the whole weekend. Um, yeah. And so I was trying to like find something positive to watch while we waited for updates. Hence, Ted Lasso came onto the Got scene it. for me. But um, just sending love to all of our Jewish toasters right now. It's, you know, it's never an easy time to be a Jew. And no. um, this weekend felt worse than usual. Yeah, because obviously, like keeping up with the whole event was so traumatizing and then like in the aftermath to see that like nobody cared no Mm -hmm. one was posting there was no big campaign like there is like for a lot of social there's just nothing so it's just like it's the blow of this terrible event and then it's like the fallout of being like oh my god like this insanely traumatizing horrific event just happened and we are the only people who give a shred of a shit yeah that that hurts a lot and that's always how it is it's like the the event that's happening is really painful whether it's like a rise in anti-semitism you know like anti-semitism is uh the cause of 54 percent of hate crimes in this country and Mm -hmm. so like that's bad and then the fact that no one really cares or like the response is so twisted makes it worse worse. yeah yeah so, so that was awful, like really upsetting. And, if, you know, when things like that happen, like the chances of nobody getting hurt are so slim. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that tweet, like all four hostages, like it was so overwhelming because that just never happens. Yeah. No, it was it was such a miracle and mm-hmm. such great news, like such a wonderful outcome. So that was very heartwarming. Yeah. Um but just to quickly hark back, the reason I never watched Ted Lasso is because I don't have Apple TV. Got it. Okay. Well, it's, I mean, you know what? I don't know if it's like worth subscribing to another one of these streaming services, but if you could find some other stuff that you've been wanting to watch on Apple TV, you could make it worth your while. Yeah. I was kind of interested in watching The Shrink Next Door. I haven't heard a lot about it, but. You know what? Me too. I should watch that also. Because now you're an Apple TV girly. I'm an Apple TV girly. And yeah, no, anyway, so Ted Lasso, I was looking for some positivity. And that's what people like, that's been the feedback about this show. It's just like pretty heartwarming. And it really Mm -hmm. was. So I will recap those two at the end. Actually, I'll wait for cheer till you finish because I want. Yeah, I'll be done by like tomorrow or the next day. Okay, perfect. I just got to the episode about Jerry. Oh, this season it was of shocking. Cheer, it's such a journey because it's three different seasons. Yes. It's it's one, it's the uh, Daytona 2020. 2020 canceled. Then it's Jerry canceled. Canceled. And then it's Daytona 2022, which right. is like, you know, similar to Cheer season one. It was pretty good, though. It was all over the place, but um, yes. it, kept, it, it kept me entertained. There's so many things and so many different dynamics at play and the, just the... The element of fame in all of it and what the show did for the kids and Monica and the positives and negatives, both sides of the coin, is really interesting to see, like an interesting social thing to see. Yes, and I just like need you to explain one thing to me. There's one thing about this show that makes no sense. Okay. 
How come Morgan had to graduate, but Gabby Butler can perform 6,000 times? Like, who, how is, it's like a college, but it's a team. And, like, Gabby's on the team, but she's, like, never going to college. Like, I don't understand. No, it makes no sense how, like, you could just, um, I'm going to come back. Like, what about your credits? Like, what about the, the class and, you know, capacity? And I'm, so maybe, and what's also crazy is, like, they finish junior college when they do, even if it's four years later. And then, the, like, now Gabby is at a, a four-year program, I believe. She's at another college now. Yeah. So, like, how much the whole thing makes no fucking one sense. person go to? No, and it's like, how old are these kids now? I don't know, but I agree that that part is confusing, how it's just like, I think I'll stay, but don't you graduate? And also, can you just stay, like, say I wanted to just, like, stay in college, even though I got all the credits, like, could I have just stayed if I wanted to? I didn't know that was an option. Someone needs to tell Dana. (laughs) (laughs) Like, everyone has that friend who, like, never wanted to leave college. Like, you don't have to. Go to Navarro. A hundred percent. I'm going to tell Dana that. She's going to be thrilled. (laughs) So I'll finish that. We'll do official TV recap. And even though today is Tuesday, we usually do Dear Toasters, I would like to wait till I'm back in my studio at home to give out, I'm in actually no position to be doling out advice right now. Like, I'm coming off a five-week bender. I'm stranded in Austin. I have a rash. No one's going to take advice from someone who has a rash. I agree. And maybe to turn the tables, like, do you want to submit a Dear Toaster today? Like, yes, I like, think you I, might need the advice. I'm a degenerative piece of shit. Please help me, Jackie. Put my life back on track. Well, have you thought about, I'm sure you've thought about and rolled your eyes, but like, what about uh, a detox from alcohol for like two weeks? Could you do two weeks? Yeah. By the way, I'm about to go, like my tour like is fully ramped up in two weeks. Like, so I'm spending the next 10 days like totally at home quarantining because I don't want to get COVID before I have to go on tour. Um, So this was kind of like my last huzzah, if that makes sense. That makes sense, and you love to see it. And I think a little bit of a detox, but, like, a pointed one. I mean, I feel like a lot of times after a bender, like, you inadvertently are like, I'm never drinking again. But, you know, one where it's like, even if I'm going out to dinner, like, I'm not going to have a drink. I think that you would gain a lot from it. Like, I went before I, you know, became a sober girly, for the most part, um, I did dry January once, like, in a year where things were popping off. Remember, we went to see Lost Kings at Marquee, and I was sober. Yes, 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 yes. And... I got a lot out of it. So I think if you could even do like two weeks of intentional sobriety, I think you might enjoy it. I'm you know, I'm really it, but... open to spending the rest of January dry because the reason I never do dry January and I always think about it is because this this month, Martin Luther King weekend every year is my friend's birthday in Mexico. So I'm like, I'm not going to fucking go sober. So it's never really been an option for me because the last four years I've come to Mexico for this trip on this exact weekend. Got it. I think for the rest of January, dry. I kind of love that. I mean, because I have nothing planned. Like, I just have to work. Yeah. Okay. So there's your answer. Love that. Thank you, Jackie. I, dear Toasters, changing lives. <laughs> okay. Now, I, we need to get into the Fast Five because there's so much shit to talk about. So without further ado do 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 here are the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <sighs> And today's episode is brought to you by Jenny Kane. You guys know Jenny Kane, and now Jenny Kane is also in the home space, and Claude and I are loving using Jenny Kane Jenny Kane Home to curate the space of our dreams. We're updating our space. You know, we spend a lot of time at home, so it's very important to have a place that sparks joy, where you see pieces that you love, that are quality, and Jenny Kane Home really hits the nail on the head there. They have amazing signature pieces. The Pacific bed, it comes in linen, and finding the perfect bed can be really hard. You want it to be elevated, Mm -hmm. yet enduring. Claudia has had um, a lot of experience with that and able to evolve with any design choice that you make around the room. So the Pacific bed is an amazing versatile piece. There's also the Brentwood Bockle chair and the Harbor sofa and sectional. Jenny Kane makes amazing pieces. Jenny Kane Home creates California-inspired classics for any room or mood, grounded in natural textures and inviting neutrals. These are the pieces you'll love coming home to. 
If you can't get enough of Jenny Kane, you can join Jenny Kane Rewards. Enjoy exclusive perks and benefits like birthday surprises and early access to new launches. Plus, earn up to 10% back on all purchases. Join today and you'll get 100 points. Create the space you'll never want to leave at JennyKane.com. Get 15% off your first order when you use code TOAST at checkout. That's 15% off your first order. J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code TOAST. Major shout out to the Jenny Kane candles, which are so stunning and they burn perfectly. Ooh, love that. Our first story, the Sisters Spears are at it again. So many updates over the weekend. So this comes in many parts. You know, Jamie Lynn and Brittany have been feuding over like Instagram stories, notes, screenshots, just like sharing their truths back and forth. And then over the weekend, it was announced that Jamie Lynn was going to be on Call Her Daddy. The episode dropped late last night. I watched the whole thing. It's part one. You did? I did because I've been so fatigued on TV and also reading. Like I can't. I'm, no, I just like I'm looking for content. And then I saw that ep- I was like going to sleep last night. I saw the episode drop. There's video. So I watched it before bed last night. And I'm really just like in a podcast state of mind right now because I've been watching too much TV and I'm, I'm actually burnt out on reading too. So I wanted to see for myself what she has to say. This is part one. And yes, part two is the like Britney conservatorship part where they right. are at now. I would say part one was all about Jamie Lynn's POV up until she had her baby. So Got first it. 16 years of her life, what's the dynamic like with Brittany? What's the family dynamic like? There's a lot in there. So first, before the episode dropped, Jamie Lynn was begging Brittany to end their public feud, saying this is embarrassing. They both had posted, you know, messages to each other mm-hmm. on their social media platforms Jamie Lynn saying, Brittany, just call me. I've attempted many times to speak to you directly and handle this privately like sisters should, but you still chose to do everything on a public platform. So this story, the more that comes out about it, the more confused I am. Because they'll say stuff like this, and then Jamie Lynn's writing a book. And the interview with Alex is a lot about like the book in context with what's going on now and it's just such weird timing because like if jamie lynn was writing her story over the last 13 years like there would be nothing controversial about it really it's like here's my story but like the story now is free britney so when you are sharing your perspective now it's just like a what are you doing sort of thing well it's just so easy now to like publicly support britney but like for years when she was literally being locked up Jamie Lynn was literally nowhere to be found. So now it's just like, you know what? Like, we really don't care about your POV. Like, we we have Britney's POV now. We, we cared years ago about what you had to say. And now and it's just like a little too late. Her whole thing is like, because a lot of people are like, this is Britney's story to share. Like, why are you capitalizing off of Britney's story? And she's like, this is my story. This was happening in my life. And this is how I experienced it. And I feel like it's important for me to speak my truth about what happened in my life and and I agree with that Same. but the timing is just so odd and it's like Alex was reading excerpts from the book and asking you know Jamie Lynn to like elaborate on certain things and it almost felt like it felt like it was stuff that Jamie Lynn said that was like leaked and now she had to explain it it was like the book didn't explain anything right she, like, we'll talk about like Britney's like disturbing behaviors that she witnessed so alex is like what's the disturbing behaviors when you were like uh, she was this was when jamie lynn was really young mm-hmm. and she was like well it just felt like she didn't want to be around the family as much and me anymore but what's the disturbing that's not behavior? disturbing and like a lot of it she says like i was a kid i didn't understand things mm-hmm. a lot of people kept stuff from me because she's she's 10 years younger than britney which like, right. i really never wrap my head around so a lot of it she's just like i didn't understand then I was shielded from a lot of it. I don't remember or I disassociated from it. And it's quite frustrating as a listener to get that response so many times when like you are sitting down to share a story that you don't remember. Right. So if you don't remember it, like why were you talking about it? Yeah. So it was kind of, 
I, I, I mean, definitely seeing her tell her story, it humanizes anyone. So I think mm-hmm. people who were re- feeling really, like, hard on Jamie Lynn, like, it's hard to, like, listen to someone, see them sit there and cry. And also knowing she's been through so much, like, she had her own struggles yeah. in this uh, line. Teenage like, pregnancy. Know, pregnancy. Pregnant at 16, like, being totally, like, isolated. And the way that, like, the, the Spears family machine, you know, dealt with her, like, she has her own story to tell. There have been not the 13 time. years. Thir- right. There were 13 years where she could have told it and, and it wouldn't have been so scandalous. You know, the relationship between Brittany and Jamie reminds me so much of the relationship between Ashley Simpson and Jessica Simpson. Um, and I feel like they. Like Ashley definitely went through a similar thing that Jamie went through, like had her own career, but was like always in the shadow of her sister and Living the whole family. In the shadows of someone else's dream. Right. Literally. So, and when you see the way that, you know, Jamie and Brittany have ended up versus the way that Jessica and Ashley have ended up, it's like so different. And I feel like a lot of the blame is on their parents, you know? Yeah. So much of it comes down to parenting when Jamie, and actually the episode was great because it really felt like the um, Sparknotes version of the book. So I, mm. I feel like I'm understanding like what the- You don't need to read it. I don't need to read it. And I'm getting like the highlights because Alex picked them out and is, uh, we're going there. Mm-hmm. Um, what I got from her story is like her and Brittany, like it feels like they're strangers. Yeah. And I guess that happens when you're 10 years apart from someone, but like they, maybe their parents intentionally like kept them isolated so that they could parents. And also this like Spears machine of like PR people, managers, agents who like really needed to keep everything running going because you know jamie lynn will say like someone was making these decisions it wasn't my mom she didn't know what she was doing either but it was someone like up there right so these people up there like maybe it was better for them to keep britney and jamie lynn apart but it really felt like the like when she's talking about britney it's like a stranger to her yeah and i don't know if she even sees it that way and i mean it really does go to show it must be so hard to like have the same dream as your sister Mm -hmm. so much of a bigger star also older able to do more things like especially Who's at literally years older. the biggest star ever like period right. and like jamie lynn's in that position ashley simpson was in that position and they both actually had careers margo ostray's is- in that position like her sisters are literally <laughs> the biggest stars on the planet and like that must be hard for her no but she and like she's a bigger star totally like I that's how Margo's we feel the bigger cooler star we're like her big dope sisters in sisters her- like on our stupid interface <laughs> <laughs> i can't but no i think so much of it does come down to just good parenting right which it's clear might have been lacking in spears household so what is jamie's current status with her parents like her mom specifically it sound, it they don't talk they haven't spoken about like present day stuff yet but Jamie Lynn did spend a lot of time like talking speaking her truth but also like defending her mom in regards to certain things so i think that they are good, good. she said that like there were some instances that she shared in the book like some um incidents that happened and she had told her mom that she was going to put them in there even though you know it it showed them in a really bad light yeah i mean honestly this this family is just twisted like could you imagine us like going back and forth at each other like on instagram stories like call your fucking sister yeah no it's it really is so twisted and the more that they speak out uh, the less clarity i have about what happened and even like just jamie lynn talking about when she was you know back in like the zoe 101 day say so she's in mm-hmm. la she's probably like 14 years old and like britney is like going through stuff and she's ex- exhibiting like erratic behavior and having these outbursts and like she still can't describe in the what that was what that looked like mm-hmm. but maybe she didn't know because like she was being shielded from all of it but then don't just throw out there your sister's having erratic outbursts right no no no. it seems like it was like an unfinished thought like lots of just dead ends a lot yeah it's a it's a lot of that and i'm sure it's confusing for her too but then it just harks back to like why now? Why this book? Well, and I stand by what I said the other day when we, I think our podcast on Thursday, where I really feel like this book ideation and pub date 
were all scheduled before this conservatorship was ended and before the Free Britney movement like really, really took off. And it was like a train that was already moving and you know, it takes it takes two years from start to finish to maybe longer to write a book. For me, it took like a year and a half, two years. So I have a feeling that all of this was moving ahead and she thought Britney would be locked up in her conservatorship forever. And she would yeah. go unchallenged. So she could say things like, my sister was exhibiting disturbing behavior and no one would challenge her because there was no one there to challenge her. Yeah. Also, um, one of her former castmates from Zoe 101 oh, yes. was challenging some of what she said. Um, her- she basically said nothing in the book is true. Like, Yeah, she played Nicole on Zoe 101, but her name is um, Alex. Okay. Uh, everyone remembers her from season one. She was Zoe's best friend, and then she disappeared, never to return again. And she's been outspoken about, like, the culture of Zoe 101 and, like, that it was toxic. Mm-hmm. But now she's speaking out more in direct opposition to Jamie Lynn's memoir. Got it. I have a feeling Alexa we'll be hearing Nicholas a lot of that. Is the actress. Is the actress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I have a feeling this is not the end of Jamie Lynn's book drama, especially because part two of her interview on Call Her Daddy is like the more interesting part. Because literally, like, not to be mean, but like, we really don't care. Like, that's like what this whole thing is about. Like, we care about Britney. Like, we don't really care about what you went through. Like, I know that sounds bad, but like, that's just the general consensus of the free Britney movement. Like, we don't care. Yeah, I I hear and that. And that's tough because she's writing a story about her experience and the general consensus from the public is like, we don't care. Yeah, but what we do care about, and I just wanted to mention, is of the Dan Schneider of it all. Um, so I read in page six this morning that she mentions Dan Schneider in the book briefly and glowingly. <sighs> nothing about, nothing negative. I mean, everyone who knows Dan Schneider knows there's a lot of smelly allegations Freaky. out there about him kids Freaky. feet there's Freaky. like a lot of misconduct a swirling he eventually and he's the creator of victorious iCarly mm-hmm. Zoe 101 and salmon cat a few years ago like he was dismissed from Nickelodeon with seven million dollars and the whole thing is extremely fucking shady and I would and have there loved- have been a few girls from that time Jeanette McCurdy has been extremely outspoken about it like there is so much weirdness there is so much weirdness, and that's, uh, you know, what I, I would have liked to hear more about. Yeah. Personally. Personally. Our next story, really similar but different, West Side Story's Rachel Zegler is apologizing for reenacting Britney Spears' tweets to Jamie Lynn. Have you seen this? No. Rachel Zegler put out a video that has since been deleted where she did a monologue of, the pop, of Britney's tweets to Jamie Lynn, like the notes that... Britney oh, posted. that's funny. That's Rachel funny. Zegler did a dramatic reading. That's extremely funny. She was dragged. Sorry, that town. is extremely funny. Sorry, it's funny. Oh, okay. People are so upset about it. She's obviously apologized now. She said, anyone who knows me knows how much I love Britney and I'm rooting for her always while I meant no disrespect whatsoever. I should have thought about how this could be perceived and I'm so sorry for upsetting or disappointing anyone. No, I mean, I get how it can be, like, distasteful because it's like, you know, Britney's was in a prison. Like, I get it. I get why people, like, at the end of the day, like, if something's funny, like, that trumps all, okay? So I have to see the videos, and they had to have been extremely funny in order for it to be appropriate. But, like, my God, like, it's a joke. I only saw the video after the controversy, so I probably viewed it through the lens of, like, Mm -hmm. cringe and inappropriateness. And I wonder if, if, you know, if I heard about it before I knew that people were not into it. You just told me, like, Rachel Zegler did a dramatic reading of Britney's um, (laughs) notes. Like, that's a funny concept. I agree. Right. Okay. So I'm I'm only hearing the concept. I haven't seen the video. So in order for this... There's nothing comedic about the video, honestly. It's like... It's it's dramatic. Because if... I think the concept is funny enough that, like, it it overrides any inappropriate nature of the video. But if I see the video, which I will watch, and it's not funny, then it's just, like, a really – you took a risk and it fell flat. And, like, that's actually really embarrassing. That's what happened here. Yeah. Okay. Because there really is no comedic elements. Like, it's extremely serious and dramatic. It's like she's auditioning for this role. 
But like in an ironic way or there, I didn't sense any irony, honestly. Mm. But yeah, well then but that's how just do you awkward. come up with that idea without a hint of comedy? No, that's just extremely awkward. And I know nothing about her to right. enough to say, like, you know what, she's a jokester. She obviously Quirky. just missed the mark. Is Quirky? she a jokester? I don't know. I feel like she could be like a serious girl. I don't know anything about her on a personal level either. So it's hard to say. Yeah. And then now I'm viewing this differently. Like, I don't believe in backlash. Like, for the most part, like, she didn't hurt anyone. Like, it was just, like, a joke. But I'm kind of feeling the backlash. (laughs) No, and there's a lot of backlash. um, But there's backlash for everything. So you have to just, like, suss Right. It's just, like, honestly, if you, like, I have no desire to be on the backlash train, though. No, I, like, will never be the person who administers backlash. Like... Unless you're, like, out there hurting people, like, if whatever video you make, like, okay, like, you know? Yeah. Yep. Speaking of videos that were made this weekend, are you ready for our next story? I don't know. What is it? Kanye makes it to his daughter Chicago's um, birthday party after blasting the Kardashians in a viral video of him driving through L.A. on selfie talking about how he wasn't invited to his daughter's birthday. No one will give him the address. Eventually, he comes back to us, lets us know that he did get the address. Kylie and, well, Travis gave him the address. Kylie let him in through security. And we saw videos of him at Chicago and Stormy's birthday party. Also, side note, Chicago and Stormy had a joint birthday party each of the ladies it was lol doll and barbie doll themed it was so cute i love a joint anything just reminds me of my benot mitzvah with my sister olivia and you know what like there's no reason like if we all when we have kids like there's a similar birthday like even if one kid is turning 10 and the other is turning six like there's literally no reason not to like scoop and uh do joint birthday parties like it's such a time saver it's such a money saver like I just love that the Kardashians do it. Yeah. The only thing is it's kind of shocking that the Kardashians do it because Chicago just like had her actual birthday. But Stormy doesn't turn for for another few weeks because remember she was born Super Bowl weekend. And doesn't True, isn't True also in the mix? They call them the triplets. Yeah, but I think True's a little bit further out because we just celebrated True's birthday, didn't we? I just think like they could have thrown True in there too. Or, like, they really could have had two separate parties. They would have been weeks apart. But I do think it has something to do with Kylie's due date. Yes. And, by the way, finally, like, everyone, you said you believed oh, she had yeah, given wait, birth. I have something I stood to say. by and said that I didn't. I, have I was wrong as hell. I was so wrong. Oh, yeah. Okay, because she posted from the party, and she was wearing this pink coat, and her belly was fully on display on display each and every day and she's pregnant still and the internet had a hundred percent convinced each other that kylie had given birth weeks ago and she's fucking pregnant still yeah no and i had seen even before this party like people were messaging me she was spotted in palm springs she's still pregnant so i was just like completely wrong and i just want to take ownership of that but you know what the blessing of being wrong is like you're still pregnant with kylie like you have that time (laughs) with her now so it's okay yeah, we still have this time together, right. Kylie and I. You guys Anyways, like, back... might even have similar due dates, you know? Yeah, but now I'm thinking her due date. I really feel like her due date is going to be like Stormy's birthday. That would be crazy. Yeah, that would be crazy. But back, back to, to Kanye, Kanye, who wasn't invited, who was then invited. He also is like being extremely public. He, okay. Like for the last few years, he's been so private. Like he doesn't even, he's barely on Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter, you know is very to himself but now everything he's doing is out in the public especially with julia and then like she has a podcast and she talks about him and he oh, doesn't she care did? yeah that they're like having fun enjoying each other okay she does Let a me podcast say, can i say one thing yeah so i was thinking the same thing like the public nature of all of kanye's like posts are only concerning me in the sense that the last time he was this public on social was when he was dealing with his latest, you know, bout of mental health issues. And, you know, Kim spoke out and said, like, you know, how hard it was to deal with that. And so even though he's not saying or doing anything that crazy, it just reminds me of that time when he was dealing with his mental health issues. And I'm worried that, like, that's on the horizon for him. I had the same thought 
that okay. typically, you know, he is very to himself. And when he is speaking out and using social media a lot, it signals, you know, other things that are going on. So I had that same thought. And also he put out a song this weekend called Easy. Yes. Where he's like just, you know, singing about everything that's going on right now and how he's going to beat up Pete Davidson. Yeah. Um, honestly, the song like wasn't my particular vibe. Like I liked the beat, but that was it. Um, Zach's been singing it all weekend. So it's like stuck in my head. <laughs> what is he singing? We got Annie. No, he's singing. Literally, this is what he's. He, we got Annie has been usurped in by. his head. M- my life was never easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But can we just talk about the birthday party for a second? Because I really believe, like, I don't believe that Kanye wasn't invited. Like, Kim has, like, really been, like, the best co-parent she could possibly be. And I don't know. I think that he was invited and, like, his assistant didn't give him the address. Oh, no, I don't think... I I disagree. I don't think he was invited. But, like, have we ever seen him at, like, a lol doll Barbie party before? Like, I think maybe they thought he was in New York. Like, who knows what he's up to? And he just, like, didn't get the invite. But then they saw he wanted to come. So, like, here's the address. Come. And the party was at Kylie's house. Yeah. Yeah. It was a gorgeous party. Like, those, the cakes. Yeah, no, it was really cute. And, like, even though it was so on another level, there was something about it that was just, like, very much like a cake Extremely party. relatable. Extremely relatable. I actually had the same thought. Aside from, like, the enormous stormy mouth. Like, it uh-huh. was just, like, a party with kids and dolls and cakes. I agree. There was something so normal about it. I, like, kind of like it was, like, thrown together last minute, like, for them. And they have that stormy blow-up mm-hmm. thing already from Stormy World. So... I think they'll now just, like, use it at every party. But if I'm Chicago, I'm like, where's mine? No, where's my big mouth? Yeah, where's my big mouth bouncy slide? Um, And also, there was, like, lots going on with Julia and Kanye. They, like, went out with Madonna. Like, all these pictures. Her low-rise jeans with, like, her ass hanging out. Um, And I just want to, like, go on the record and say I'm, like, not here for it. Like, at all. Yeah. I feel the it's, same. It's giving nothing like it and it thinks it's giving everything you know what I mean yeah no I agree I'm I'm tapped out yeah and like there's also something about him very publicly like chasing after Kim while then also like it's like dual personalities like all this Julia Fox like photos interview magazine like Madonna and then also chasing after Kim like it's just not it's not working for me Yeah, I agree. Like, even though it's frustrating when celebrities, like, shroud their relationships in mystery, it really does keep us so much more engaged and entertained as opposed to, like, putting it all out there like this. And it's like, oh, no, never mind. It's, like, too much of – it's TMI. Overexposure is, like, a true thing, and I'm feeling overexposed. I agree. So am I. Okay, good. Okay, are you ready for our next story, which is brought to you by Fabulous – um, a hundred percent because I'm a fabulous girl. I don't know if you knew that. I know I don't look fabulous right now, but I am fabulous. Well, you can get fabulous with fabulous because yeah. setting new goals, creating and sticking to healthy habits, building a daily routine you can actually keep making these changes should be easy, right? Well, if you're not sure how or where to start, then it's time to try fabulous. It's been a game changer for us. So fabulous is the habit changing app that gives you the tools and skills to, you need to feel healthier, more productive and fulfilled. Fabulous helps you break free of negative habits while helping you build healthy new ones that stick. This Fabulous is perfect in response to your dear toaster's query, Claudia. Submission. Because Fabulous uses a holistic approach along with behavioral science, and it focuses on self-improvement, mental and physical health, mindfulness, and productivity to build a daily routine that works for you. You can set your goals, whether say your goal is to be healthier, Fabulous breaks the goal down into daily tasks, like reminding you to drink water, exercise, or even disconnect and unplug. Maybe that means a little less time on TikTok for you, Claudia. If you want to add that to your goals, Fabulous can help you stay on track. Becoming a Fabulous Premium member is also a total game changer. Premium gives you access to daily coaching, content sessions, unlocks all guided behavior change programs, and lets you add as many habits as you'd like in your routines. I personally have been using Fabulous to keep track of my drinking water. It's important for me to stay hydrated Mm -hmm. at this stage in the game. And they make it like so easy and helpful, and it just is a wonderful platform to reach small goals, big goals, and to stay on track. 
So start building your ideal daily routine today with Fabulous Premium. Get 25% off Fabulous Premium by going to thefab.co slash toast. That's T-H-E-F-A-B dot C-O slash toast for 25% off Fabulous Premium. Thefab.co slash toast. Cool. Okay, our next story. Tiffany Haddish has been arrested on suspicion of a DUI in Georgia. (sighs) Tiffany Haddish was arrested in Georgia early Friday morning on suspicion of a DUI. The 42-year-old comedian was arrested by Peachtree City police officers for a suspected DUI and improper stopping on a roadway. Authorities tell people. According to police, officers received a 911 call around 2.30 a.m. about a driver who had allegedly fallen asleep at the wheel on Highway 74. While en route, officers located a car that matched the description from the 911 call and conducted a traffic stop. Subsequent investigation led to Miss Tiffany Haddish being arrested for driving under the influence. She was transported to the Fayette County Jail without incident. She left jail at about 6.30 a.m. Authorities alleged to TMZ that the actress had been smoking marijuana. This comes, just to keep it in context, this comes as the actress has experienced a difficult last few weeks with four deaths in her personal life, her oh. grandmother who raised her, her pet dog, and her close friends Bob Saget and Carl Craig. Okay, and I have a lot of sympathy for anyone who's going through a hard time, but driving while intoxicated is not the answer. And, like, I just, I really can't fuck with people who do that. Like, I have not fucked with Sam Hunt since his atrocious DWI and I have to keep up the same energy for Tiffany even though I really love her like my bat mitzvah queen but I'm I'm extremely extremely disappointed like I just think it is literally the dumbest thing you could do especially when you are so rich you could take an uber you could have a full-time chauffeur there's get a tesla self-drive like there's literally I don't no think you can reason I don't think you can self-drive under the influence either, but I hear what you're saying. Really? Not, Why not? In, not what? Why not? You mean um, like legally? Yeah, yeah, legally. Like, I don't think that the laws have been updated to um, include self-driving cars. Okay, well, I just want to throw it out there. Like, it's a conversation worth having. And yeah, in the future, but like, there's a lot of catching up to do. I just think there's literally no reason for someone like Tiffany Haddish, who has you know, the means, the access. There's no reason. Like, call yourself a taxi. And I'm really, like, I'm not a judgmental person, but I do feel judgment against people who drive while drunk, no matter what you are going through. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's definitely disappointing to see from someone that you love so much. Um, Who's a queen. Yeah. And that's a hard one. I, I don't think, I feel like you were okay letting go of Sam Hunt. I had literally nothing was holding me back giving up Sam Hunt. Like, for, there was something inside me that, like, always wanted to give him up. But I feel, like, I feel deeply connected to Tiffany Haddish. I loved her relationship with Common. I loved her recent comedy special. Like, I'm a big fan and supporter of her work. So this is going to take, you know, this is going to take some getting used to. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely disappointing and very sad. Um, all the her losses in her personal life. Her mugshot, yeah, is... Um, her mugshot is really weird. You could tell she's fucked up because she's, like, literally grinning like it's her yearbook. Yeah, it, it does have yearbook energy. <laughs> yeah. Just crazy. No good, Tiffany. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, don't get... Like, I am literally the queen of drinking. Queen. I. It's never occurred to me that I should get behind the wheel. It's, like, literally just not what you're supposed to do. No. No, no. So... Drink all you want, smoke all you want, but, like, girl, call a cab. Yeah. You can afford it. hmm Are you ready for our fifth and final story, which is some big podcasting news um, that's really going to shake up the space? Really? Okay, and I'm not going to sing the final story song because, like, my voice is on its last leg. Yeah, no, there was the reason why I didn't bring it up. <laughs> you just breezed right through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breezed right through it. Um. So, yeah, everyone, podcasters, like, gird your loins because spotify is launching a coco melon storytime podcast featuring educational and beloved tales so this one goes out to the campers and the counselors and the moms out there who um, need to occupy their children with coco melon but coco melon is getting a podcast it's actually sounds like a really good idea and could be like the next frontier into kids entertainment kids education yeah uh what is coco melon you don't know coco melon 
I'm unfamiliar. Oh, I'm sorry. The story is... I've been hearing about Encanto a lot. The, okay. This story is much more interesting if you know Coco Melon. Coco okay. Melon is a program for the camper. Well, no, not even campers. Like, young, young kids. Um, similar to, like, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. It would be like if Mickey was getting a podcast. And it's like a TV show? Yeah, they have, like, all their little episodes, and they sell, you know, their merch and crap. I'm personally not a fan of Coco Melon. I say that now. I mean, who knows what I'll say, like, when I am a parent, and, you know, it's the only thing my kid wants to watch. But right. I've watched it a few times with Miss Kay, and I found it to be, like, not stimulating for the campers whatsoever. I think I, – I don't think it's pushing them intellectually. Wow, it's not pushing the boundaries. No, like, I think that Mickey, like, is educational and intellectually <clears throat> stimulating. And I think Coco Melon is, like, low-hanging fruit. Yeah, no, I, I see that. I've watched Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and I think it's extremely complex. And you know how, have you ever seen those videos or studies that show, like, how many times the, for in kids, <clears throat> like, animated stuff, how, how many times they change the screen, like, the scene it, like the, their attention span gets like shorter and shorter what the more they they never have like a long focus on like one scene they keep changing the screen to like c- capture the kids attention i didn't know that there was like a science behind it there is a science behind it and i think like when you apply that science science like coco melon really kind of fails every time it's like crack for kids okay so it's like the bechdel test <laughs> for children is what you're saying sort of there's okay. some there's there's some interesting um there's some interesting compilations that just show, you know, the kids should be able to hold, like watch a f- the screen for a full, few full seconds before it needs to switch. But Coco Melon is like chaos. Okay, but I do think, as someone who's never seen Coco Melon, I do think like you're wrong about it because there's a reason why Disney's investing like so much in Coco Melon, like the Coco podcast. Melon is think- not Disney. Oh, I don't know why I just assumed. It's Who is from it? the creators of Baby Shark, I think. Well, I'm saying there's a reason for its popular... Oh, you know what? Sorry. No, that changes things. I only trust Disney when it comes to children's programming. Like, my kids will not be watching anything other than Disney. Like, if it's not Pixar, I don't want it. What about the Disney Channel? If they aren't, like, obsessed with the Disney Channel, like, I have failed them as a parent. I don't I know. Love- I the Disney Channel changed my life. Like, I don't know who I would be without, like, all the programming. That's so... Like, I literally got my love of music from Hannah Montana. I got my sense of humor from That's So Raven. Like, I, I just... I was literally raised by the Disney Channel. Yeah. I don't think it's the same as it was, though. I think we're just older. Like, I think the kids, like, die for the programming still. Yeah, that's true. And they love Descendants. And they have some good stuff on there. Uh, Zombies is obviously, you know, great film. Livin' Maddie was, like, a life-changing program for kids who are, like, 10 years younger than us. Okay. Well, anyways, back to the task at hand. Spotify announced Tuesday that the streaming service is partnering with the hit children's series Coco Melon, which is popular on YouTube and Netflix and other streaming hubs, on a new podcast called Coco Melon Storytime. Coco Melon Storytime will launch on January 24th and will be an interactive storytelling show for preschoolers featuring 42 playful and educational stories told by the Coco Melon characters JJ and, Co- and Cody. The trailer for Coco Melon Storytime features teasers from beloved stories like Humpty Dumpty, Jack and the Beanstalk, Three Little Pigs, and other stories from around the world, which will be available in English, Spanish, German, and Brazilian Portuguese. I don't think podcasts are stimulating enough for children. Like, they really need a visual aid, in my opinion. I think that this is a good experiment medium for them like i yes it's a good experiment but also like if they can get the juice of coco melon with not being like visually stimulated and it kind of like forces them to use different senses i think this could be great for the campers i'm very interested in this yeah i think there's like definitely a science to it because i actually disagree like i don't think it's enough to get kids to like sit down and just like stare at the air and listen to a podcast I can or barely like if do it. If you're on the plane with your kid and you put on their headphones and you put on this like Coco Melon story time, I think that that could be great. I don't. I don't think it's going to work, honestly. And I would. I if this does prove to be something that the campers are interested in, I'm sure it's been camper tested, counselor approved, focus grouped. That is so <laughs> good. Camper <laughs> tested, counselor approved. If it is like this, the next if podcasting is the next frontier for the campers, I would love to see mickey have a podcast 
course. I mean, he would literally be like the Joe Rogan of the kids <laughs> podcasting world. <laughs> the most popular, the most downloaded. A hundred percent. And he's always like the thing about Mickey, what I personally love about him is he's just like so industrious and has all of these different interests and hobbies that he's bringing to a wider audience. He's a jack of all trades. Like, like he literally is a farmer. He's a fisherman. He's a businessman. He's a dancer. Yeah, he's, he's extremely industrious. He's a husband. He's a good husband, I think. Is he a husband or a brother? <laughs> well, they're both... Ooh. Mickey and Minnie are brother and sister, I believe. Not my man and no, wife. Are you sure? No, I'm not sure. That's a really great question. Someone please let us know. I'm like 100% sure. That they're brother and sister. Yeah, but like I have no proof. It's just a feeling. I'm going to go with husband and wife, even though that feels so, like how old inappropriate. Is Mickey? Well, no, you know what? Here's the thing. If Mickey is like a farmer and he, he's a homeowner, he's a landowner, he's all these things like he needs to be an adult. Therefore, it'd be totally appropriate for him to be married. It would actually be like weird if he were a bachelor, because then why don't we see him dating and stuff? I'm looking it up. Siblings okay, and or spouse. While you look that up. We are going to launch into the TV recap, which is brought to you by Lumino. I love my smile. What I don't love is all the toxic ingredients in most dental care products. They're not good for my health or my teeth. I want the best for my oral health. Products made with natural ingredients that help my smile, not harm it. That's why I use Lumino. Lumino makes toothpaste, mouthwash, and whitening products that actually help your oral health instead of hurting it. They use purposeful and uncompromising ingredients like sea salt, aloe, and coconut oils to clean and brighten your smile. Plus, everything they make is certified non-toxic. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I have really sensitive gums, and so I'm very sensitive and particular about the oral health care products that I use. And Lumino is amazing with their natural ingredients, and they are not so harsh on the mouth. They also have amazing whitening strips that are super effective and perfect for sensitive teeth like ours it only takes 30 minutes to apply and you'll see results in seven days making incredible before and after pics i love how my smile feels and looks and i know you'll love lumino as much as i do too get 15 percent off your order today by get by going to getlumino.com slash toast and use code toast that's g-e-t-l-u-m-i-n-e-u-x.com slash toast code toast to save 15% get lumino.com slash toast amazing oral health care products we've got to be keeping those mouths healthy Mickey and Minnie Mouse are married wow that's exci- that's that's nice that's one point in my column for being wrong about Kylie's pregnancy yeah but like you're literally right about everything else ever <laughs> so it's fine I'm glad we got to the bottom of that they're really couple goals yeah, they should 100%. do a, They should do a relationships podcast. Podcast. I couldn't agree more. People write in with like their relationship queries. Yeah, because they made it work. What? How many years has it been? Like seventy? I think like ninety. Yeah, since like the early days of Disney. Of Walt. Of Walt himself. Okay, so those were the fast five stories. I feel as though you needed to know them, like for real. For real. And now let's talk about TV. So I'll start with Ted Lasso because um, I finished season one and season two. Season two was obviously the one that just got all this. Yeah, there are 11 episodes each. And they're kind of, they're probably like 40 minute episodes. So it's really digestible. But it's also kind of like the format. It's it's very comedic and the episodes are lighthearted. So it's it's not like a drama, you know, cliffhangers and stuff. Like you could just watch an episode, even though they all are connected to a larger plot. That's it, nice. It's just like enjoyable. It just reminds me of some of the like more classic comedies that we used to watch that we don't really get anymore with like streaming services because mm-hmm. it's not something that you necessarily would binge. But the show is really so good. I mean, Jason Sudeikis is amazing in it. And I like love I love the premise. I love the characters. There are so many cute relationships like uh, Keely and Roy like ship so hard. It's just is there any singing in the show? There's one actress Rebecca, who is the blonde girl. Yeah. And she takes up every opportunity to sing. There's only been like three, but she's always belting. Right. Because I know she I've I've heard her sing before with Michael Bublé. She has an amazing voice. She's an actress from like the London West End. And she's actually a really, really good singer. So I was wondering if she got I'm happy for her as someone who like needs to sing all the time. I'm happy that she has found an art of expression. Yeah, she has found some opportunities to sing on the show. And it's just, like, really well-written. 
and funny. I mean, sometimes he gets really long-winded with, like, the jokes, and, like, Ted's kind of really fucking annoying sometimes because he's, like, so positive <laughs> and, like, is just always making jokes. But overall, it's, it's really, really good. This second season was definitely, like, not as great as the first because there was, like, two really terrible episodes, I felt. One where we follow Coach Beard around as he, like, has a bad night. And two, um, the funeral episode just was, like, two back-to-back, like, not so great. But I thought, and I wanted to, like, go on Twitter afterwards when I finished the second season because the way, the last, like, five seconds of the season, I was, like, mind-blown. It was, like, the craziest, like, twist that I've ever seen. And, yeah, and the show's not, like, twisty like that. So I just wanted to know what everyone else thought. I'm not going to spoil it. But I was so shook. You're kind of making me want to watch it, even though, like, I've been, like, anti. You know me. I'm, like, so fucking stubborn. No, don't be anti. You would be wrong to be anti this. It's so... It's heartwarming. Like, it really is. And obviously, it's about soccer, which I, like, love. No, sorry. I'm not going to say I love soccer. But I really like soccer compared to other sports. Like, I enjoy – I wish that soccer was bigger in the U.S. Because I would enjoy watching it as opposed to, like, watching football. No, I'm in agreement. Soccer is, like, cute. Like, and – Soccer is cute. And it's so, like – athletic I mean all the sports are obviously challenging but it's like so athletically challenging it's also extremely direct even like so the coaching of it it's like they're on the field for 45 minutes they don't have all these like breaks like every five minutes like in football so it's like they're just out there playing doing their thing whatever happens happens and you have to trust that you coach them well enough to know what to, to do when they get out on the pitch Jackie that's beautiful I mean, that's what Ted said. And also, that's yeah. why it, like, kind of works that he's a soccer coach, even though he's never, like, doesn't even know the rules. <laughs> got it. Got it. Underqualified. Yeah. Also, it's set in um, Britain. So there's some oh. great, like, British actors. We have two Downton folks. We have Spratt. <gasps> You're kidding. Spratt is in it. Oh, my God. And he's, he's so great. And then also, I realized last night, because I thought that Rebecca's mom looked familiar and she indeed is Lady Shackleton from Downton. Lady Shackleton. Yeah. Okay, literally Spratt might have been my least favorite character on Downton Abbey. So like I am looking forward to seeing him in a fresh new role. Yeah, no, he's great in this show. You'll really like him. And also Juno Temple is in it and she plays like Keely, who's probably my favorite character. Um, but she's also from my favorite movie ever, which is Wild Child with Emma I Roberts. Literally Jackie? I literally knew you were going to say that. I can't explain why and I can't explain how. But you just said my favorite movie ever and I was going to say as a joke, like, Wild Child? If you haven't seen Wild Child starring Emma Roberts and Juno Temple is in it as well as a friend, a friend of Emma. It's on Netflix. Friend of of Poppy. You need to treat yourself today. Like, we don't do Toast Movie of the Day anymore and there's no Instagram post about it, obviously. But (laughs) if you're looking for a movie to watch today, let it be Wild Child. I like how, like, overnight our entire business, like, fell apart. Like, no, the podcast that's... is gone. Oh, Someone yeah. tweeted me, we missed two days. Even though we said a thousand times, like, we were not doing a show on Friday or Monday. Someone tweeted, like, oh, my God, does anyone know what happened to the morning toast? Like, why do the girls end the podcast? Like, uh, we are still here. We're yeah, still no. here. It, I, it was a weird timing for it to happen. I feel like it was giving people, like, March 2018 vibes. Jackie, 100%, like, we literally disappeared off the internet, like, two days without a podcast, no Instagram, like, we're finished. Right, but, like, that's why you can always check our personal accounts, and, like, we'll let you know that we're And that's why it's so important that you follow at Jackie Ashtray. Like, it's so important. It's so important, and I would harp on it more, but I literally don't post anything, really, so um, it's not Yeah, you're gonna make people follow you just so you post, like, zero content. Right, but usually I post, but just these days, like, what do you want to see? Another picture of Bryce being handsome? Another, yeah. No, literally, like, another picture of my heating pad in the bedroom. Like, you are Brie Larson. We are room, Bryce and I. You, he's Jacob Tremblay, you are Brie Larson. I know, but we're so happy. Because Bryce is, like, taking it really well, and, like, it's starting to, like, get to you, you know? No, but there are some days where I think Bryce takes it harder than me. Bryce delicious. He's I so really cute. miss Theo. Like I, I've got to get out of here. <laughs> like, you, you have to get home. Do you even have a flight? Yes, 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 yes. Two fifty-five. Oh, okay, great. We look forward to seeing you um, on the East Coast. I'll be refreshed. I'll put on makeup for everyone tomorrow. Like tomorrow's episode, I feel good that like I feel like we just had diarrhea. Like we had a lot to discuss. Like we got it all out. I feel an enormous weight lifted off of me. 
but I'm ready for tomorrow's episode, like, to to look... Do you see what I look like right now? Like, You beyond. actually... You look better than me. Like, your skin looks great. I look beyond the hair. Greasy. <laughs> yeah, like, I can, cannot Wait, can tell I you. See, can I see your rash? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... You see? Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. And do you see how this arm is so much bigger than this arm? Which arm's bigger? With the one with the love bracelet on it. Uh, no, they look the same. No, I'm telling you, like, Brian was like, what the fuck is going on with your arm? Like, I look like a freak. Damn. Well, get better soon. Tomorrow's Thank episode you. will be great. And tomorrow will be in 1080p, you guys. I know I've been promising for a long time, but tomorrow 1080p is coming. And I agree. So much. We had to just get it all out there today. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We shall see you tomorrow. And other than I'm that, I'm going to have Whataburger for lunch. Ooh, get a cinnamon roll. Make sure Snitch doesn't snatch the middle. I'm so excited. Like, that's really why I, I took this whole diversion, if I'm being yeah. 100% honest. I, that, now, finally, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's all she wrote. You want to lead us out, Claude? Oh, thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please don't forget to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast and where podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. And this Society Season 2, we have nothing for you to go comment on because our Instagram was disabled by Instagram. So you'll just have to be a member of the Society in your heart. Of course, which we all always are. We will see you tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.